1: Straight up with no chaser, you're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM, and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester.
0: Well, you know what that means. Amherst Hockey is here. Friday, the home opener, Blue Cross Arena, Bridgeport, the opponent. Lots to unpack from the offseason, lots to look ahead to with this season, and as we do every Tuesday at this time, It is a pleasure and an honor to have uh, Hammerx head coach Seth Appert join us here in the sports bar to talk a little hockey. Coach, I trust your summer went well, and and we're back at it now. How are you, bud?
2: I am great, guys. Good to be back. Uh, I missed you guys, and uh, looking forward. I set my phone calendar today uh, to remind myself that we have this every Tuesday, and I set it until the end of June. So let's... uh, so so, let's just make it uh, let's make it a weekly thing here for the next nine months.
0: Now, I'm so, curious as to when you said it. Did you put "call with bozos" or, or what? Did you just put in the description <laughs> for your call every week? I at Tuesday? will
2: not uh, confirm or deny. Yeah. Uh, that that it said bozos. Yeah, a couple yeah. of
0: bo radio bozos, dorks, sports bar. Ho- yeah, yeah. Ho- yeah, just you know, those lines. My yeah. weekly problem <laughs> at every Tuesday <laughs> at
3: four twenty-five. I have to do this. Uh, Seth Appert Amerix opening up. Friday night against Bridgeport. All right, Open-ended question, Seth. How do you like your team to open the season here?
2: Yeah, you know, I like our team on paper. I, I do. We, we, this is probably as deep as we've been uh, in the years I've been here. Um, so that that's a good thing. As is, is we know from the last couple of years, we're going to need that depth. Right now, we probably have a little bit too much depth, but uh, the season goes, and there's going to be injuries to us, to Buffalo, call ups, things like that. So that's going to be an important piece. Um, so I do, I do like our group. Uh, but the, the beginning of the year as a coach uh, is is more, you know, you're trying to break bad habits over the summer. Or you're trying to increase the level of detail, competitiveness. You know, there's a there's a lot of work to do uh, by the players and by our staff. But I do like our
0: group quite a bit. Seth, what do you do as a coach when you're dealing with a player who really had designs and sights on making it to the to the NHL only to, to find out that they're coming down to, and contributing to Rochester? And I know that that these guys are competitors and, and they're going to compete at whatever level that they're at, but I, I'm sure that there's some emotions that need to be managed in your role as well, correct?
2: Yes, there is. Uh, that's part of being a coach in the American League. Uh, last year, it, it was a little bit for guys that didn't get called up because there wasn't that many injuries in Buffalo, uh, for some guys that probably deserved to go. Um, and then, and then this year's camp, um, you know, I think that, uh, we had a lot of our, our players play extremely well in Buffalo. Um, but there wasn't a ton of room. And then, and then Zach Benson came out of, not came out of nowhere, his first round pick, but at 18 years old, he did what he did, which, which ate up another spot. Right. And then, and then they kept three goalies and, All of those things push guys down to us, which is good for the American League team, but, you know, bad for the individual a lot of times. And so, you know, you're trying to meet the player where he is mentally, understand his perspective, um, you know, how he's feeling. and, And then at the end of the day, you try to get on the same page about what he's looking to accomplish and how he can best play for us to help us win and help him get back to where he
3: wants to be. Seth Appert, Rochester Americans are in action Friday night. It begins for real uh the team winning both of their preseason games and Seth, uh, you know, one thing we learned from you last year was that when talking about lines, it's not really lines, you like pairs. So, I'll phrase the question this way. Uh how do you have a good idea who you want to uh, pair up here uh coming up Friday night?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um we're working on it. Um, I don't, you know, right now we have 16 forwards, which is, which is probably too many. And we have 16 forwards that we like, uh, we have eight defensemen that we like. So, uh, you know, it's going to be unfortunate. We're going to have some really good players not able to play. Um, and, uh, but you know, there's some combinations as we start to piece lines together. Uh, Yops and Mersh were really good together. Um, you know, Byro and Murray have been really good together. I'm intrigued at Rosane and Kulik. You know, um, Weisbach and Rusek have been able to be good with a lot of different lines, uh, which is a real credit to them. Uh, I think they're they're players that that help a lot of other players uh, play, play good. Um, you know, so... Yeah, Well, we'll, you know, the first few weeks are a little bit of experimentation to see the chemistry and see who has that. Sometimes it doesn't carry over year to year and other times it does. So, uh, but, you know, one constant in the American League is your lineup seems to change quite a bit. You just have to adjust to it.
0: Seth, you mentioned a lot of names that we're familiar with based on last season's run. I'm curious about some of the names we may be unfamiliar with heading into this season. Who's got you excited as we head into the season that might be new to Rochester this year?
2: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, you're certainly from a prospect perspective, the younger guys, uh, Ryan Johnson's a first-round de- defenseman that that signed with us, had a really good camp at Buffalo, um, so we're excited to have him and, and look to uh, help him develop into an NHL defenseman. Uh, Nikita Novikov has had a really good camp. He was a late-round pick, a uh, young Russian defenseman, uh, big adjustment coming over here, language, all those things, but he, he's had a Really good first three, four weeks here. Played very good in the exhibition games. Um, you know, uh, Viktor Noichev's is another young Russian. So uh, those guys, uh, Zach Matson, on defense, yeah. uh, th- th- from a young perspective, the younger players, those guys are, are some really talented younger players. And then, you know, we've added uh, players into the mix. You know, like Justin Richards from Cleveland, uh, who's a really good player in the American League last year, played one NHL game. Uh, So we've added some players like that, uh, that that round us out pretty good, uh, give us really good depth. Um, And obviously getting Clegg and Stillman from Buffalo was was, you know, maybe a bit of a surprise and, and, and a luxury to have that kind of depth on defense.
3: We're talking to Seth Appert. The Emmerichs are home Friday night against Bridgeport. And before we talk about that game, uh, let's get your thoughts here on the goaltending situation because you have not one, not two, but three veterans and two names are certainly familiar with. Uh, The house cap, Michael Hauser's back. Dustin Tokarski coming back to the uh, organization. And also Devin Cooley uh, joining. He's got some uh, HL teams on his resume. So, Seth, how would you assess here the pecking order, at least out of the uh, gate here for these three?
2: Well, Tukerski's, you know, the incumbent number one, um, and but he's he's uh, dealing with an upper body injury right now, so he will be out uh, at least this weekend, and we'll, and then uh, we'll see from there. It'll be short term, but but certainly out this weekend. So um, then Cooley and Hauser. Cooley is uh, Cooley's done a good job. He's a, he's a young pro. Uh, he doesn't have a tremendous amount of pro experience, but he's had a couple years in in uh, Milwaukee for Nashville's organization, and has played really good. His, his number of pro games isn't dramatically high, but his numbers are good in those games. He's been excellent uh, in camp, in practice. He was excellent in the exhibition game. Uh, so we're excited to see what he looks like. And then, and obviously the house cat is, is just amazing. Um, you know, had another win in Utica. He, he won some massive games for us down the stretch last year to help us secure that, that whole, that buy in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I can say this when, whenever Michael Hauser is in my net, I feel good. Uh, cause I know he's going to give his teammates everything he's got. and He's going to give us a chance to win.
0: Seth, the voice of the Americs, uh, Don was here earlier. Don Stevens was here at our station earlier, and he he dropped off some goodies, some very, very generous of the organization to give us uh, a replica uh, North Division championship banner. And I want to talk about Friday's game against Bridgeport, but I first want to talk about your take on the North Division. And we know that there's a long season ahead, and we know that these rosters are fluid. They're going to be changing. But how do you think the Americs stack stack up going into this season against their chief rivals here in the North? You
2: know, it's a good it's a good question. It's hard to know. It's hard to know their rosters, who's going to start down, who's going to start up, all those things. Um, you know, you know Syracuse and Utica have, you know, have those the independent owners are always going to make sure they they spend the money to to bolster their teams even if they're even if they don't have as many prospects now. New Jersey's got a ton of prospects, so Utica's going to have that. Uh, Syracuse just got assigned uh, a goalie from Carolina, who's who's one of the better goalie prospects in the world right now. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna bolster their their depths and nets. Um, I think Cleveland's gonna be sneaky this year. Like uh, not many people talk about them, but I think they are loaded with with young talent. Um, so and then Toronto always just has you know they have the money to have a tremendous amount of depth. Um, and uh, I'm biased, but they've hired a really good coach. Uh, mm. My former captain in college, John Gruden, uh, played a bit in the NHL. Has been an NHL assistant, uh, so the Marleys hired him. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to matching wits with a former teammate and a fellow Fair State Bulldog on Saturday afternoon in Toronto.
3: Yeah, as uh, yeah, it's going to be a quick turnaround there uh, for you, Seth. Uh, I, are you going that morning? or Are you going to like leave right after on Friday night?
2: We leave, for Toronto, we leave after the game, um, and they they seem to find a way to not play all the time on Friday when we play them on Saturday, um, <laughs>
3: yeah. so yeah.
2: not sure uh, who's making that schedule, but uh, um, we go after the game, because the, the players are so amped up after a game, they're usually not getting ba- getting to sleep till 1 or 2 anyway. That way we're in Toronto, uh, they get a full night's sleep, uh, and, you know, and then wake up and, and have a quick meeting and go to the rank and play. So. Uh, that's that's the way we found uh, that works best for us.
0: Talk to us a little bit about the overall schedule this year, coach, and and how it shakes out. And I, I know that we've talked about the frustrations of the American League schedule, but but are there any uh, any surprises, any nuggets there? Uh, you know, and I know that the big one that, that we could look at is uh, is the game coming up outside in Charlotte uh, coming up in January.
2: Yeah, I think the schedule. It's a good schedule. Um, there's always every team has pieces of their schedule that you look at and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, what, what are we doing? Why are we busting five hours after a game and playing the next afternoon? Like, but that's every team. And there's always two, three, four of those moments in your schedule. And at the end of the day, you got to try to find a, win, a way to win some of those, those games that you set up to fail. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is the outdoor game. Uh, that, that's a great opportunity. First of all, Charlotte's a great city good organization, uh, that baseball stadium. Uh, it's funny. I was running by that baseball stadium last year when we were playing in Charlotte. It was a nice sunny day and they had, they had the rink there and there was like a youth hockey team playing on it or practicing on it. And I said to myself, that'd be a great place for an outdoor game. And then, and then they called a couple months later and asked if we want to play. And so, um, it, it's a really neat opportunity for our players and, and our whole staff to, to get to be part of something like that. So, uh, that is that is a cool moment for us to
3: have. Seth, uh, one of the big changes we haven't talked about, you've got a new staff here. So Michael Pecka and Mike Weber getting their opportunities. And now that you've had uh, a full training camp and, and, and other things here, working alongside Nathan Page and Vinny uh, you know how are things coming along?
2: Really good. Uh, those guys are uh, outstanding people, uh, first of all. I think that's that's the most important thing. Um I'll hire a great person uh, with less coaching knowledge over over a coach that's got a ton of experience, but not a great person all day long. So um, you know they're great humans. Uh, they care about our players, uh, they they care about other people. And that that is such a huge attribute uh, in the coaching profession. So they have that in spades. Then they have this tremendous knowledge from their playing experiences. Uh, Vinny played three and a half years in the American league. Not many guys that have played 1100 games in the NHL played in the American league as long as Vinny Prosper had to. And so he's, he's lived the adversity, lived the failures, the setbacks along the way to having an amazing NHL career. And then Nathan page, uh, similar. Um, He's, he's had great runs of time in the NHL. He's been sent back to the American league. He's been traded. He's had to, uh, he's had to play forward, he's played defense, he's ran the power play, he's won two Calder Cups, and and then he's been in player development the last couple of years. So uh, those guys are, like I said, they're awesome humans, um, and they have these great experiences to draw upon that they can share with our players.
0: All right, talk to us about Bridgeport on Friday night when you're scouting them. Uh, what makes you nervous about Bridgeport? What, uh, what do we know about our opponent here uh, coming into Blue Cross Arena?
2: You know, at this time of the year, it's so much more about you. the only video we have is their exhibition games, so that that tells just a little little piece of the story. They have a new coach. Um, so there's also that change. So um, you know, in the past, they've been a heavy team, but big, they've been a bigger, stronger, physically competitive, heavy team. It looks like that again, uh, pretty old, big, heavy decor. Uh, some bigger power forwards. Uh, they've had Chris Terry, who's been one of the best forwards in the American Hockey League over the last six, seven years, and, and he's not there this year. So uh, so that'll, that'll hurt their offensive firepower. But uh, they look like a team that's going to be hard to play against and going to play a demanding physical style.
3: All right, Seth, big question. Can we get a ruling on the musical genre of yacht rock? Are you a yacht rock fan, Seth?
2: I am. Uh, I'm not a yacht rock fan. I'm not against it. Like if somebody had it on on a nice sunny day and you're looking at the water, I'm not. I am not going to uh, uh, bang the pots and pans to change it. But um, if I'm on a beach or a boat, uh, I am preferably listening to country music.
0: Ooh. You know, like our new brand manager, Bo Jackson, who does mornings over there on the WB, country yeah. station as well, ninety 92.5 WBEE, Seth. We've got a little connection there. All right, Seth, uh, best of luck on Friday. We'll look forward to talking to you next week when your alarm goes off. You look at your phone and it says, pain in my ass. <laughs> uh, and then we will yeah. uh, chat about, you know, the weekend that was.
2: I uh, look forward to it. And uh, let's just keep this thing rolling. Yeah, it,
0: until June.
2: Thanks, Seth. Until June. Yep, Love absolutely. It.
0: Head coach okay. Seth Apert, Rochester Americans, joining us in the sports bar for the first of many visits throughout the course of this season. This roster's really good. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, it's yeah. like... It- I mean, I I don't want to get overly enthusiastic for all the reasons that we just mentioned because injuries happen, call-ups are going to happen. A lot of these players are going to get called up. You just know. You just look at them you're like, they're going to be ready or they're going to come in early and, you know, play out of their minds to the point where you can't ignore it. When that injury happens, they get that call up and we're going to have to deal with that adversity. But when you look at it now and, and you see a lot of the familiar names from last year's team that that nearly made it to the final, mm, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a fun season for the Rochester Americans. Can't wait. Gets underway Friday and you'll be able to hear every game on your proud home of Rochester Americans hockey. 95.7 The Fan. Thank you also to the uh, Amex for bringing over those goods. Did you crush the popcorn, danger? Oh, is that what that is? That's a It's a tin. Yes. I didn't realize it was a popcorn tin. Yes. Yeah, I got to open that up and uh, enjoy that. So we got a popcorn tin, and uh, the, I like the replica banner. Like I said, if we could, if we were allowed to hang, you know what? What's this thing hanging on the brick? So we could take that down and put the banner there, can't we?
3: Oh, come on! Like baseball writer would be so upset. That is history, danger. I don't know what that is. That's Nick Nixon, who was Rochester Radio Royalty and whatever. He has a citation from the Police Athletic League, WROC. Dude, it's from
0: nineteen (laughs) fifty-two. It's from 1952. Has it been hanging on the wall since 1952? Well, at least since we came in, Can nobody. We, I'm making an executive decision right now. I'm making the call. That comes down, and the Amerix banner goes up. What the hell are we doing? That 1952. We want people to know
3: the history of
0: WROC. Fine, but I feel like I should go get
3: this off the wall. Maybe it's like bolted in.
0: Oh, don't tell me that it's bolted in. That's gotta be hung by like a single oh, no. yeah, see? There it is. That's where it goes. Okay. Look at the No, I don't want to look at the dust. Nobody's cleaned that since 1952. There's probably all kinds. Yeah, there it is. If you're watching the stream right now at the fan, you can see what we're talking about. This citation has been hanging on our studio wall as long as we've been in the sports bar. Now we've been told by Boss Lady that we can't hang anything on the sound soak walls. These walls are pristine. They're expensive. You can't put a pin in them. You can't hang anything in them. So we leave the pristine walls alone. But let's face it, we need a little atmosphere. This is the sports bar, after all. And this citation from 1952... Just ain't going to cut it. The, the Amherst banner goes there. That's what I'm saying. The citation reads to
3: Nick Nixon for outstanding service to the Police Athletic League in his efforts to promote promote wholesome recreation and social opportunities for boys and girls in the city of Rochester, New York, presented this first day, January 1952.
0: Okay, it's had its time. Let's find a special place for it here out of eyesight and let's get the Amherst North it's division. A, it's an antique dude. Uh, fine. Do you want it? Like, yeah, you want it? Sure. Good, take it. It's Dick yours. Work <laughs> you worked with Nick Dixon. I did. Uh, don't hang it back up. That's where the banner's going. <laughs> We're going to do a ceremony. We're going to do a ceremony in the sports bar. I've had it. I've had it. We can't hang anything in here. We can't add, add any flavor, any flair. To our our studio? No, we got to have the banner. we got to hang hang the the banner. banner That's happening. Can we do both? I wonder if the banner can hang from the same nail that's holding up that... that, uh, No, I think the the Police Athletic League. It's coming down. (laughs) Coming down. It's coming down. All right. Uh, We've got some news notes to get to from around the NFL. Uh, We've got a round of shots coming up during happy hour as well. Uh, we've got to get to who's hot and who's cold in fantasy football, Gino.
3: Yeah, in, in these, uh, boy, we haven't even gotten to this. Who's cold? I am sorry for anybody who owns Justin Jefferson. Injured, reserve, hamstring, and as Mike Florio has pointed out, oh, okay. K, if you're not giving him a contract and the hamstrings always kind of got a gray area, how long exactly will Justin Jefferson be out of the lineup? Oh, and then the nice pickup we all drafted at the end of their, our drafts, uh chan in Miami. He is out at least two
0: weeks here as well with the yeah. knee issue. So it's just short of uh, IR for A-Chan, it looks like... Um, In Arizona, James Conner is going to have a stint on IR, and of course, Justin Jefferson going on IR. Uh, Who's hot and who's cold in fantasy football brought to you by Airquip Heating and Air Conditioning. It's fun and challenging to know when to start a player that's heating up or bench one who's cooling off. It's not fun to be too hot or too cold in your home or business. Make the best lineup call you can and call Airquip today. And while we're talking fantasy football, I would love to congratulate Aaron Jones on his retirement. Uh, It was nice to know that he's decided that he doesn't want to play football anymore and took last night off. Sure didn't need him to step up in any way, shape, or form for any of my teams where I drafted him heavily. I appreciate that, Aaron Jones. Enjoy your retirement, and we'll talk to you uh, on the other side was the oh 13973 oh yeah gino 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 oh you you know how this goes you did this at the beginning of the season and you're doing it again you know how this goes this doesn't go well when you when you boast or gloat i am not boasting when you boast or gloat i'm
3: reading facts
0: when you boast or gloat it always bites you in the ass and i don't have to we don't have to look back far for this to happen in fact all i need to do is play two notes And then you know, like Gene, stay humble. Stay humble. This is when it comes to the Mets. I'm not talking about fantasy football. Stay humble. Stay humble. Fantasy football. Stay humble. Always stay humble. Come on now. All right, we'll get to happy hour next in the sports bar. We'll get to a round of shots. We'll get to other news and notes from around the NFL. And we've got some Buffalo Bills news. Yes, the, the Josh Norman signing is official. Uh-huh. Uh, what of these injuries? And what else can we unpack from our conversation last hour with Matt Perino from NewYorkUpstate.com and the Syracuse Post Standard? We'll get to all of that and more here on The Fan Rochester.
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day,